You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hello all and thanks for listening to an episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And we are going to be recording episode 31 after a little bit of a break uh, due to just overall busyness. Um, We are going to talk about four or five things um, that happened, i say, within the past week or so. Um, first, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a uh, Blade Runner sequel. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Gambit movie and a upcoming DC movie. Um, a little bit of information on a live-action movie um, of Ghost in a Shell. And we'll also talk a little bit about a uh, video that was circulating the internet uh, rather recently um, that looked like a Russian Avengers-type movie. So um, first, we will talk about the uh, Blade Runner sequel. And we found this information on uh, Deadline.com. Essentially, in the story, it indicates that uh, Jared Leto had recently been cast. And um, after he was cast for the movie, um, the overall casting had wrapped. Um, I guess at this point, we don't know exactly what his role is going to be in the movie. Uh, At first, just on its face, because I didn't know much um, about the casting or that there was even a a blood runner or fucking blade runner sequel is uh i'm thinking oh god jared leto can't take you know harrison ford's role uh you know because i've i've seen the original uh quite a few times and really love that movie so i'm thinking no this can't happen I, i really hope they're not remaking it but then as i continue to read on i found that other people that have been cast included uh, Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Robin Wright, and Anna de Armas. So um, that's just to name a few. There were other people. Uh, so basically, where the story picks up in this Blade Runner sequel is that um, it's decades after the conclusion of the Ridley Scott 1982 original and. The release date for the movie is October 6th, 2017. Um, you know, what the movie, as far as story or, like, you know, plot lines gonna focus on, not entirely sure. I mean, maybe, I mean, like, it says it's gonna, you know, pick up at the conclusion. So, if you saw the original, um... You know, I guess, spoiler alert, but the fucking movie's like 40 years old or whatever, so if you haven't seen it, shame on you. Um, is that uh, Harrison Ford basically um, rides into the sunset with this woman uh, that he, you know, basically has a romantic relationship with. And, you know, initially you were under the impression that... Uh, that, that she was human only to find out later on um that she was actually one of those uh 
clones and but she was an advanced version that um didn't have like a like a preset uh like termination date whereas you know all of the characters that were basically called skin jobs in the movie um all of these uh clones were basically used as slaves to mine and do all kinds of uh manual labor in like uninhabited worlds or areas where um humans would otherwise die and so you know there were a few in the original movie that basically rebelled you know against um you know the humans and basically went out on the land and were ultra violent and so um you know Harrison Ford's character um who was a police officer basically set out to find uh these skin jobs which is basically skin job is like a derogatory you know term to refer to you know the clones kind of like you know the n-word or something in the movie so he's basically looking for uh all of these replicants uh in order in 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 ends up killing uh most of them and uh you know there's 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 more to the plot line and if if you're not familiar with it, I highly suggest you see it. Um, it's probably on Netflix or something like that. Um, but again, the movie picks up, or it's supposed to pick up, where he's basically riding into the sunset with this uh, with this girl. And like, so the plot line, or I mean, not the plot line exactly, but you know, the kind of I don't know what you would, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, basically he's worried because he cares about this this uh advanced replicant that um does love him is he's concerned with how long is she gonna live because these replicants all these other replicants only last like three or four years tops before they die and so he's trying to figure out from the person that created her you know how long she has and so you know it's kind of like well nobody really knows how long they have you know, she doesn't have a preset date, so she can go at any time, which in a way makes her human because we don't know when it's our time. It's, I mean, that's kind of where it leaves off, but, um, you know, I'm sure they can tack on a lot more to that story. I mean, there could be more replicants that are out there. You know, they, you know, the authorities can be after the, the replicant that he leaves with, um, you know, there's a, you know, a heck of a lot that I think that can be added to the sequel of this movie. And it seems like, you know, the people that they've cast are, you know, a pretty strong group of individuals. I mean, Jared Leto, Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, and Robin Wright. Those are some uh, pretty big names and, you know, they've been in numerous, you know, films that were highly successful. They're good actors. Would... Have have you seen the uh, original Blade Runner? Nope. I'm guessing no. Okay, um, so I mean, I guess that's on our agenda. Is you know we need to watch it to uh, you know get Amanda on up to speed. What was actually funny is, um, and this is kind of a little off topic on the Blade Runner sequel, but uh, you know, I I'd, I'd wanted to start watching the uh, Ash versus um, Evil Dead show, and you know anybody who's listening. You're probably like, oh, that show's great, and like, why hasn't this full watched it yet? It's already like on its probably second season. 
And um, basically, I wanted to start watching it, but I didn't want to be like a show cheat and like start like, you know, watching a shitload of this show and then find out that like Amanda wanted to watch it too. So my thought was, is like, well, I didn't just want to start watching the show, you know, with her because she wouldn't have any of the backstory because I know she hadn't seen the originals. So um, over the past year or so, um, we ended up watching the original Evil Dead, which um, was a movie that I liked uh, a long time ago. And when I watched it again, after so much time had passed, I realized how poorly made that movie was. I mean, it still had like a little bit of charm to it, but um, definitely rough. And, um, you know, if anybody's an expiring, you know, filmmaker, you watch that movie and you're like, hey... I could make a movie that's that bad. But, I mean, again, it had an excuse. It was pretty old. Um, so then we followed it up, uh, you know, the next day or um, with uh, Evil Dead 2, which you're kind of like, really? This motherfucker went back to the same cabin? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we ended up watching Evil Dead 2, which, again, was, uh, you know, pretty funny. And then, obviously, Evil Dead 2 sets up the sequel for army of darkness which we actually just finished watching earlier today and so now we're going to go on to the ash versus evil dead series so that she's you know more or less caught up on bruce campbell's um you know or ash's uh you know exploits in in that realm so it uh you know i know off topic but uh you know this kind of like on the old movies topic itself you know and playing catch up uh but the Blade Runner sequel um I have high hopes for it you know I really think that uh, they can do a lot in terms of you know um like plot lines like I just named off one or two of them so hopefully they do something along those lines and they don't try to go too like drastically off base with like what the you know original movie was but we are talking about Hollywood so I mean I guess anything's possible um, October 6th, 2017 for the release date. And that's not actually that too, you know, too far away. I mean, it's less than a year. And so that should go by pretty quick. Um, God, Harrison Ford was so old in that, or so young in that movie. And, you know, Harrison Ford's recast in this role. I mean, there's like, it's at least 30 plus years. I mean, it seems like that long, probably more. Well, it is that long. If it was made in 1982. Yeah, that's so fucking long. It'd be what, like 35? Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, just, geez, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm 33. The movie's like, you know, if it's made in 82, yeah, I mean, it's like 35, you know, it's gonna be like 35 plus years. And like, you know, I saw that movie a bunch when I was little. I actually owned the original VHS and just, it's nuts to think that. But, uh, again, high hopes. It, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be pretty cool. And, you know, we might end up talking about it later as we get closer to, uh, the movie since they're not actually, you know, in production at this point, I don't think. I mean, just because casting's wrapped, um, you know, up until recently. So I'm sure we'll start seeing, like, you know, leaked images of, you know, who's who and, you know, what's going on and, you know, some screen grabs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we might end up talking about it again later on. There's a lot of time between now and when this movie's coming out. So, um, we move on to, um, a story that we got, uh, from Yahoo, which was through Uprox and, um, Doug Lyman is, uh, ditching the Gambit movie for the DC universe and is going to be, 
going with Justice League Dark. And so this is a little bit of a surprise to me because, I mean, we've talked about being excited for, you know, the Gambit film. And, uh, you know, I really have high hopes for them doing a, you know, a good Gambit. But, you know, now with uh, the director basically leaving in the middle of development for Gambit, it seems like Gambit's kind of going the way of Deadpool. And, with you know, in one of the last stories we talked about, you know, we talked about, um, you know, some of the some of the producers or people that were directly involved with Gambit were kind of comparing Gambit to Deadpool and that they want to refine the character and kind of, uh, you know, replicate some of the magic of of Deadpool and, you know, how they developed the story and, you know, how they took uh, careful attention to detail and how they treated Deadpool as a character. And so, um, you know, with them basically trying to go with that, like, same kind of care and detail with Gambit, you know, it makes you wonder, like, how dedicated they are to it. Because, you know, as as many may know, Gambit was on the shelves for a really long time. It was basically shelved for several years and, um, you know, it really didn't pick up any steam until... You know, mysteriously, somebody leaked that uh, that scene on the uh, highway where Deadpool's like killing all these like henchmen in that uh, in that vehicle scene uh, is is when it really picked up steam because everybody was like, "Holy shit, this movie looks fucking fantastic!" And um, you know, I really hope it doesn't come to that where you know Gambit you know has some test footage that gets shelved for years before somebody's you know, leaking footage, trying to get some sort of traction on the, you know, movie studio, you know, getting up off its ass to, uh, you know, finish production of the film. Um, you know, I mean, at this point it had already kind of had some setbacks and delays and, you know, the release date had been changed. And now with the, the director basically gone and moving on to the DC universe, I mean, I guess, you know, basically puts it, it, uh, you know, definitely in a limbo where it's canceled, you know, I mean, they're after have to look for a new director and whatever else and you know being that they'd already talked about trying to be careful with this movie i doubt they're gonna like rush into you know picking somebody up to you know speed up production you know it would kind of be counterintuitive to what they've already said they want to do with the movie um so he is moving on from the marvel universe to the dc universe and he's Going with uh, Justice League Dark, which follows the adventures of John Constantine, Satana, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, and Jason Blood, a.k.a. Edrigan the Demon, which was originally going to be directed by Guillermo del Toro, who I think would have been fantastic just because, I mean, he's done, like, so many fantastic movies where there's all kinds of, like, weird creatures and, you know, like, you know, sci-fi and, uh, you know, really intricate uh he has those weird plot twists and interesting little yeah I like I don't know what is it just those types of movies yeah I mean he it to me it just seemed like Guillermo del Toro like fit really well into what you would expect from like this type of cast of characters and you know like the oddity and like the sci-fi and you know all the all the special effects and stuff like that that you expect from a director like him um you know, I don't, 
I'm not too familiar with, you know, Doug Lyman as a director. You know, obviously, I didn't bother to go into, like, IMDb and, like, see what else he's directed or what he has under his belt. But I know Guillermo del Toro, and I know that he would have been a fantastic director for this movie. Um, I am not 100% positive, but I think there might have been some sort of scheduling issue with Guillermo del Toro and, um, you know... Justice League Dark, I think he might have had something else in the works, although I could be incorrect. I'm not 100% positive on that, Um, you know, but obviously, you know, he's out of the running because Doug Lyman's basically stepped in, so, you know, at this point, I don't think there's going to be any sort of, like, hasty backing way of Doug Lyman to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, pick up Guillermo del Toro, so, you know, we get what we got, and hopefully it ends up turning out okay, which, you know, I hope that they're not, you know, trying to, you know, speed up production of this because, you know, you're, you're, we're talking about, you know, Marvel trying to be calculated and making a good Gambit movie, um, you know, but now we're going, we're talking about DC with Justice League Dark and, you know, recently with all these movies they come out with, you know, it doesn't seem like they're very interested in taking a lot of their time at these movies. You know, if anything, they're, they're rushing a movie and then they're, you know, going into post-production and then they're, you know, reshooting scenes and they're re-editing this and that, you know, so, um, I mean, Justice League Dark could be a great movie. And, um, you know, it, it has John Constantine in it. I thought it's, I thought that Keanu Reeves played a really good John Constantine. So I pray, <laughs> I fucking pray that they, you know, uh, I mean, I know that, um, you know, it's not typical for somebody to basically, like, you know, grab an old character. You know, they might end up recasting him. But I swear I hope that they keep him as John Constantine because I thought he was... He was cool. I don't really see him in an ensemble, though. Well, right, is an ensemble? You know, I'm probably asking for too much. I mean, I guess he would end up being like kind of like the Edward Norton of the Avengers, you know, where they recast Hulk or something like that. Yeah. So they're probably gonna pick somebody. I I would see them picking somebody probably younger that they can make to look a little bit older. I'm just and roughing up. They're they're not gonna pick him. I don't I don't see that. I'm just too much of a Keanu Reeves fan to like, kind of, you know, look at this with like a clear lens. You know, my my lenses are are uh, ruby colored right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just I, I really like him as an actor, and so like you know, if he was in that movie, I'd be pleased. But I can hope. I mean, there's probably like less than a five percent chance they would actually consider him for that role. It's probably even lower than that, but I can dream. Um, so I'm, uh, I mean, we, we love DC movies, Marvel movies, you know, we're truly, um, you know, excited when any sort of, uh, you know, comic book character, you know, anything related to a comic book, uh, comic book universe gets, you know, put into, you know, put into film. So, I mean, whether it's DC, Marvel or otherwise, um, you know, we're definitely, you know, down to see it. So, you know. Crossing our fingers that it turns out okay. Um, yeah, hopefully they don't mess this one up. Yeah, I just hope that they, you know, come up with the right cast. Cast is everything, right? Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a good cast, but you have good special effects and shitloads of money, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. No big egos, please. Yes, please. Don't cast that one guy that's going to take up like 70% of the screen time because his ego's too big. That, like, he just, you know, can't be equal to the rest of his counterparts. I'm not talking about anything in particular. Cough, cough, Suicide Squad. So, um, 
So, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with that. You know, as far as any sort of release date, there's nothing there. I mean, I think at this point it's like too soon to have anything close to a release date as far as I could tell. I mean, maybe there'll be something, you know, pretty soon. But, I mean, they just got a damn director, so they haven't even started casting. So It would be wise not to put a date on that so they don't have to rush anything. Or, you know, show any signs of trouble like, oh, here's our release date. And then they find out, oh, shit, we're not going to make the release date and then push it back because then everybody's going to be like, oh, no, they're already off schedule, you know? Yeah. So, um, so uh, we move on to um, Ghost in the Shell getting a live action movie, which, again, I mean, shit, I hate to sound like a broken record, but there's just so much cool shit that's going on lately. And, like, I had no idea um, about the Blade Runner sequel. Um, you know, I didn't really have any inclination of the of the Justice League Dark move. I mean, obviously, we'd been appraised of, or appraised of the Gambit movie. But, uh, you know, again, Ghost in the Shell, I didn't know that they had a live-action movie. So I kind of, uh, you know, got up to speed a little bit. And this uh, story was through GameSpot. And, um, so the cast, just name a few people because there's actually a grip. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is cast as the major, uh, Pilo Asbeck as Batu, uh, Michael Pitt as, uh, the Laughing Man, uh, Takeshi Kitano as Dasuki Aramaki, uh, Chin Han as Togosa, uh, Lazarus Radaro, I'm pretty sure I fucked up his last name, as Ishikawa. Um, and then there's a few others. Um, but basically, the story of the movie is that a year after the end of World War Four, a bomb kills an arms dealer and Matoko is hired to investigate. Now, the release date for this movie is set at March 31st, 2017, which is actually pretty soon. But this is the U.S. release date. I'm assuming that there's probably going to be a sooner release date in Japan. But... Uh, you know, who knows? I didn't actually look up the Japan release date because I'm pretty sure I don't have any Japanese listeners. <laughs> so, um, you know, will this will this live action movie be as good as the anime? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the thing is, is the production company and everything is being done by uh, like a U.S. company, not um, not a Japanese one. So. I'm kind of concerned that we might not get the same vibe that, you know, you have from, like, the original to, like, what we'll see, like, in a more Americanized version. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure they killed that vibe when they cast Scarlett Johansson. Right, and so, I I mean, that basically segues into what I was going to, you know, kind of bring up and that's an excellent point is that the main character casts Scarlett Johansson uh in it's a Japanese anime so obviously the main character is supposed to be of Asian descent and you know there are plenty of I think popular uh Asian actors that probably could have taken this role maybe not a lot of affluent American actors that could have played this role in particular but i mean they could have you know scoured uh you know an asian actor 
from overseas that you know have been in tons of you know tons of movies overseas that you know maybe could have filled the role but from what i was reading is that uh the main reasoning for uh basically scarlett johansson taking this role and them casting her in this role was because uh she can basically they felt that she they felt comfortable in the fact that she could like carry this movie as an actor and that if they were to cast a lesser known asian actor that they might be sticking with what people might expect in terms of what they are visually expecting from the actor but that character might not have the drawing power that's going to put the asses in the seats when it comes time to sell tickets. Um, did they see Lucy? <laughs> that movie was horrible. No, yeah, that movie was fucking terrible. Uh, me and Amanda were out of town. Um, I think we were, I forget where we were coming back from, but well, I think, oh shit, were we, did we go to Phoenix? I think we were coming back from Phoenix. We'd gone to a concert. We're driving home, and I want to say that we ended up stopping, like, in L.A. before we made it home. And so we're like, oh, yeah, let's go see a movie and grab something to eat. And so, it, you know, it wasn't really well, it wasn't very well planned. We just kind of stopped at uh, Universal City Walk. And, um, and so we were looking for just any close movie time to, like, whatever we could see. And we saw this movie, Lucy, and we're like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, this is supposed to be, like, some sort of action movie. Sure, it's gonna be great, you know, ScarJo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go see this, we go see the fucking Lucy movie, and the whole time we're just kind of looking at each other during certain scenes in the movie. We're like, "What the fuck?" Like this movie was just garbage. I mean, there were some good scenes in the movie, but they fucking jumped the shark when it came to like some, uh, you know, other scenes in that movie. Like you're just like. You know, there's certain shit in the movie that was visually pleasing, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, some of the fight sequences are cool or whatever. But then there were uh, there was other stuff that you're just like, no, like it's it just went well beyond what's realistic and just went like somewhere else with this shit. Like it was fucking dumb. So, um, I think these people's plans are gonna backfire because all summer long, all I've ever seen in regards to this movie is how much people are angry with her casting no one's been excited to see the movie because they don't want to see her they wanted to see an asian girl in that role so i guess we'll, we'll see and what's funny is like i've already seen like other um you know writers and like uh, i don't know bloggers and that kind of thing like almost in a full spin mode for this movie because other people have said that they've talked to people from japan that aren't really mad about it that they're kind of like well you know she is a big name you know so it's not all bad you know but it's like you're basically saying that people are kind of indifferent about it there's a difference between somebody being indifferent about it and being happy about it you know it's kind of like oh fuck what are you gonna do you know it is made by an american you know production company that's doing this you know it's like what do you expect, I guess? But, I I mean, I, I can see why people would be would be angry. I, I mean, it's like, how angry would people be 
if like let's say somebody wanted to make the the movie Shaft but instead of casting Samuel L. Jackson who is a prominent black actor to play a black role we're like eh, you know what Samuel L. Jackson he probably at you know at that time oh he you know he's 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 a good actor but he probably can't you know put in enough you know asses and seats for this movie so let's put in some um let's put in like some dark complected like indian actor or let's put in some like you know dark complected hispanic actor let's just fucking just you know cast somebody that's you know he's he's maybe so dark that he could be black but you know we're not going to cast a black person for it because there's just not anybody that can like you know properly you know make enough money for this film like how fucked up would that be and like how big would the backlash be but it's okay to like say cast you know a white woman in in the role of like a you know an asian's role but you know while we're on that topic i mean we've been talking about this for a long time you have you know marvel basically doing that with like every single kind of you know superhero imaginable and this is just one more thing i mean not quite on the level of marvel where they're basically like you know making guys girls and girls guys and you know every white character something else you know this i mean i guess you know they have a they have a similar it's it's just interesting though that people would would be upset about this and not about others i just think it's maybe more a cultural thing than anything else because you know the marvel comics are i guess american for lack of a better word while this is you know japanese and you know they're just putting white face into it like i guess i can see how it's different but it's interesting too if they went over to japan and they're like yeah who cares and then it's all the it's all the white people over here in America. They're like, oh, that's racist. They put a white girl in the Asian girl's spot. It's like, there's <laughs> that, you know, there's that white person guilt right there. Like, that's well, the liberalism talking for you, but. See, and that's what the, that's basically the stories I was reading is that there were, like, it seemed as though there were more Americans upset that a white person had been cast over an Asian for the role than there were Japanese people upset that a white person had been cast for the role and then there there was actually some other controversy that like wasn't quite as big but you know um i did find that at one point it seemed like the production company was even considering um cgi effects for scarlett johansson to make her look more asian yeah i heard about that and uh she denied having any involvement in that and that like it never actually happened or whatever but they were talking about it and like that's just nuts it's like oh you know we're not gonna cast a black person we're just gonna make somebody look black like that's fucking crazy like somebody's gonna be like oh we're gonna cast a white person and give him <laughs> give him slanted eyes like what the fuck the modern day blackface that's terror i mean it's just like the thought process that you know who the fuck thinks of that and thinks that's gonna be cool with everybody like it's nuts I mean, I can understand, like, if you CGI somebody because, like, okay, for instance, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was reprising his role as, like, one of the Terminators in one of the, um, I forget what it was, may have been Salvation with Christian Bale. And so, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger is significantly older than he had been <laughs> in the previous movies. 
So like there was a little bit of CGI involved in his character that made him look younger. That made him look like, you know, the younger Arnold Schwarzenegger. So like you can understand like why they went CGI with that, you know, or why they go CGI with somebody's face. Like if they're trying to make their character, you know, look a little younger because they're doing time sequences back and forth between like one time period in a movie and another. So you can understand that, but like to like change somebody's racial profile, um, it just seems like a little much and like an abuse of what CGI should be used and, you know, shouldn't be used for. So, um, you know, all that controversy aside, you know, it seems like they're not going forward with that and like they are going to try to, you know, make a, you know, close version of what, you know, the spirit of what Ghost in a Shell should be. You know, we could just hope that, you know, Hollywood basically actually does that. Um, you know, obviously they're kind of off to a rocky start with casting, but, you know, all that aside, you know, if they want to make a successful movie, you know, they're obviously not going to be able to make everybody happy and maybe Scarlett Johansson will do a better job with this, you know, live action movie than she did with Lucy. <laughs> we can just pray that it's not going to be like Lucy too. That would be disappointing. Hopefully. So, um... This, I, I, almost, I was actually debating whether or not to even bring this up because it was just kind of like short and silly, but figured why the fuck not. Um, there was a video short that was showing um, up recently, um, and this story was through MTV News that was showing uh, what Thor was up to when, um, you know during Captain America's Civil War. It was like a little short. It was probably only like seven minutes long. But uh, basically... Uh, Thor is just trying to be a normal dude. He's hanging out in Australia. Uh, he's meeting fucking uh, Bruce Banner for lunch. And what's funny is at one point they're having lunch and Bruce Banner gets a call from uh, Tony Stark. And he's like, no, you know, I don't want to fight. And so Thor's like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of Tony for a while. He's all, hey, let me talk to him. And so Bruce Banner's like, oh, hey, Thor wants to talk to you. And he's like, oh, he said he's busy. He has to go. And he's kind of like, oh, okay. And so it's funny because, you know, it's like he's trying to get the Incredible Hulk to go fight. And he doesn't want to. And Thor looks like he just wants the call from Tony, you know, and he's like totally willing to. But Tony won't take his call. So it's like he was like playing second fiddle to the Incredible Hulk. Who, like, basically wasn't invited to go play. Yeah. Um, just kind of funny. And, uh, you know, it just, he just seemed like he was overall, like, disappointed that, like, he didn't get the invite. But, uh, the, the, the little, the little short was funny that, you know, just kind of, you know, half heartedly explaining, like, what Bruce Banner and Thor were up to, you know, while all this shit was going on. Because obviously, you know, there are those people that are just kind of like, oh, how convenient. You know, Thor and the Incredible Hulk aren't involved in the Civil War. You know, when you actually look at, like, the Civil War and, like, the characters that were involved in that, you know, they're, I mean, there's, obviously, there's powerful characters. Vision's a powerful character. Arguably, you know, some of these other Avengers are very powerful characters, but when you kind of throw Incredible Hulk and Thor into the mix, they are extremely powerful by comparison to a lot of the other Avengers, and it kind of like throws off the balance of what would be an equal fight. You know? So I mean, I think their hiatus is absolutely necessary. Well, yeah, and they're busy anyway. 
Or you would have to, <laughs> or you'd have to pit them against each other, because yeah. you know Thor is. You know this would probably cause a lot of nerd argument, but you know Thor is probably like the best equipped to fight the Incredible Hulk. I mean, yeah, you know, it, in comic books, you know, the Incredible Hulk was strong enough to you know pick up, uh, you know, pick up Thor's hammer, you know, but, uh, you know, so you could argue that. He is more powerful than Thor, but, you know, just in terms of just raw power, you know, I think that he's, you know, Thor is obviously just closer in terms of power to, you know, be able to, you know, combat or withhold, um, you know, the Incredible Hulk as opposed to like, you know, Tony Stark using a fucking Hulkbuster suit or, you know, any of the other things that, you know, go with, you know, combating Bruce Banner. Um, Again, it was just a short little video. You, know, you could check it out probably on YouTube or something like that, and you were curious. Um, so lastly, there was another movie, or there was another uh, trailer rather that was circulating the internet and like extremely fast. Like I saw it like fucking everywhere. Like everywhere was uh, sharing this movie or this movie trailer, and it's a Russian superhero movie. Now I actually found this on Geek and Sundry, even though I mean I technically could have chosen just about like any you know, nerdum news site because like everybody re fucking retweeted this thing, reshared it, fucking posted it everywhere. Um and so I looked into this and the movie is called Zashitniki. Zashitniki, it's I mean, that's what it looks like it says, but I'm sure it's probably like some different pronunciation altogether. But basically roughly translated from Russian, it means guardians. So, um, the trailer does look amazing. I highly suggest that you go to YouTube and, um, you know, basically put that movie into the search, uh, you know, into the search bar and check it out. Um, the, the way you spell the movie name, since I can't say it right, is Z-A-S-C-H-I-T-N-I-K-I. So that will probably come up um, if you were to search that name. The release date for this movie is actually February of 2017, which is not too far off. Um, and uh, I'm sure, you know, from what it looks like, it looks like this movie might actually already be done because the trailer actually looked pretty polished. Um, basically, all of the super soldiers in the movie were created during the Cold War, and they're meant to represent the different nationalities once affiliated with the USSR. Um, essentially this movie is a Russian version and basically a Russian response to all of the American superhero movies that are, you know, take, you know, being shown overseas, you know, you got things like Captain America, the Avengers, all these movies, you know, Batman, Superman, all of these are like American superheroes. And so it looks like Russia has basically created their version of the Avengers that are all, you know, Russian made Patriots, because I mean, there's Russian characters that are involved in like the Marvel DC universe, you know, but it's characters like Black Widow and shit, you know, nothing that they made themselves. Um, I mean, some of these characters are fucking crazy. Like, there's this one that's like blinking in and out of shit that looks like Nightcrawler in terms of like, you know, how he's able to kind of like, you know, phase in and out, um, you know, with these like huge fucking swords just doing like incredibly cool acrobatic shit. Um, I think the one that stands out more than anything is like this mega huge, like half man, half fucking bear 
that's like holding a minigun, just like tearing ass, <laughs> just just like sawing shit apart. And so, I mean, all the you know the other characters that are that are shown look really fucking cool. And you know, <laughs> people that saw this were like, "Is this fucking real? Like, you know, is this maybe some like fan made, uh, you know, trailer that's just like you know what you hope." You know, you would see from like a Russian, you know, cartoon movie. But no, this fucking trailer is legit. And so I, I mean, if there's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a Russian movie, so it's probably not going to have any sort of like U.S. release date. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But ultimately, people will find a way to find this movie. You know, thank you, Internet. You know, I'm sure it'll end up there somewhere. And uh, we'll be able to check this movie out because um, it did look really cool. Uh, I'm... I'm really interested in seeing this movie. Um, I I even showed it to Amanda. I mean, what did you think of it? It was neat. You're like, it's neat, but I don't remember watching it. I don't remember watching it. So <laughs> I fucking showed it to her. I told, I'm like, I'm like putting her on the spot right now, and she looks at me like I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, it you know, it's not forgettable. Uh, I may have just been like, hey, check this shit out, and she was busy doing something else and just fucking pretending like she was looking at my bullshit and wasn't but um it was it was cool nonetheless and we're pretty excited to or at least i am to see this movie i'm sure she will when he show her the film and i'll probably and i'll probably share it on the uh on the facebook page or like you know re you know retweet it on uh on twitter or something like that with a link um so i i you know lastly and this is kind of a last minute topic um is that uh um we are going to be going to um, Kamikaze, and uh, Kamikaze is actually going to be taking place in uh, L.A., right? Not Anaheim? It's always in L.A. Right. For whatever reason, I always thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was uh, in Anaheim one year. I wasn't familiar with whether it actually took place there or not. So, no. so it's going to be in Los Angeles, which, I mean, I prefer it was in Anaheim, just because I wasn't a fan of uh, WonderCon being there, but whatever so we're going to kamikaze kamikaze um is gonna be cool um i'll be you know going under uh my podcast name uh, uh a conversationalist so um we'll be talking and covering uh potentially saturday and sunday or friday saturday and sunday i haven't decided whether or not i'm going to attend the um entire uh show or just the weekend or Friday and Saturday only. Um, I guess it depends on, you know, what kind of uh, panels there are and things like that that are going to be taking place on each day. Um, so, uh, you know, pretty excited to be going to that. Um, you know, and, and on the topic of, you know, conventions, you know, being that we've been to, uh, you know, quite a few um, at this point, you know, what are, like... I mean, what would you say are, like, maybe, like, the top two or even maybe, like, the top three things that, like, you always, like, you always do as far as, like, getting prepared for a convention? Because, like, we've been to a lot and everybody has, like, their own, own things that they absolutely have to have in terms of, like, you know, what gets them ready or prepared for, you know, a convention. Obviously, there's large crowds you know, there's all kinds of other personal shit that comes into play. Um, 
you know, whatever it is you do in terms of like, you know, you know, fast tracking registration or any of those number of things, like what would you say are like the top three things that, that, uh, that you focus on or prepare for when showing up to a convention to make your time uh, more enjoyable and easier overall? I bring my drugs. <laughs> she takes a lot of medications for prescription drugs. They're not health. illegal drugs. Yeah, for you know health issues and stuff. So, um, so make sure I keep my stomach under control mostly. Because sometimes people stink, and that just kind of adds to it. It's like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, we're deodorant people. That that's a big one. That's for everybody else. I, I mean, will... I wear mine. Yeah, I, I will agree with Amanda. There's been a couple of times where we've been in line, and there are just some people that, I mean, they're not dressed terrible. You know, they look like they put on clean clothes. Take a shower. But they maybe, yeah, they maybe didn't take a shower for a couple of days, or they worked out for a couple of hours and then threw on clean clothes because they just reeked. They just really had really, really, really bad BO. And. You're trying not to be rude and be like, ugh, you know, but at the same, the same time, like, it's just like, they're so, they smell so bad, you're just kind of like, you can't not smell yourself when you smell that bad, but maybe you they can't. They probably think it's someone else. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's what I think. I don't know. But yeah, so that's one. Um, I like to always have a Sharpie and a regular pen and a notebook because you just never know. Wait, when you got to jot down notes or get dudes' numbers or what? Not dudes' numbers. <laughs> but I like to write things down. And then you never know who you're going to run into. I mean, what if there's a celebrity and you're like, sign it. And then you're like, oh, I don't have anything for you to sign. And I'm like, sign my boob. Like, here's a notebook. Sign the yeah, notebook. You would. You'd be like, oh, Dookie, sign my boobs. I know you don't like girls, but sign them anyways. Because then what am I supposed to do with that after? Get it tattooed? Wrong. <laughs> I don't like needles. You like get doogie tattooed across your chest? <laughs> None of that's happening. All right. So pens, sharpies, and notebooks. What would be your third thing? Um, that I always have with me. I don't know. Water and my phone when it decides to work. Huh. Stupid phone. That's your fault. You drop that thing all the time. It doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> can't hear can't hear anybody when they call me. They can't hear me. They always yell at me. What? And then I don't even get my text messages anymore. Hmm. Suck phone. Suck phone. Yeah. Time for a new one. I hmm. think that's it. All right. I don't know. I mean, mine are mostly like things you can stick in your bag. Like I could do a whole thing about what's in my bag. Yeah. I bring like everything. Uh, you know, if I had to think of three things that kind of, you know, like I absolutely have to have like when going to a convention, it's uh, making sure that my phone is obviously charged at a hundred percent, and you know, making sure that I have um, either a portable charger or that I have my charger plug with me reason is is because you know I might want to record video or I might want to be taking um, you know lots of photographs of you know the numerous things that are 
that are taking place at the convention, whether that's, you know, individual pieces of art that are on display, whether that's, um, you know, some, uh, you know, some little storefront that's there, you know, taking pictures with, you know, somebody that you happen to meet, like you, like you said, you know, somebody you might run into, um, you know, obviously all those things use a shit ton of battery life. If, uh, you know, if you're going to be there, you know, all damn day from like eight or nine to, you know, six in the evening or whatever it is, depending on, you know, whether you're attending stuff after hours. So, you know, if you're using your phone all damn day, um, you know, there's a good chance you're going to need at least a second, maybe even a, you know, a third charge, you know, depending on how much you're using your phone. So I absolutely have to have that. Um, number two, uh, you know, I would say, you know, at a minimum is to have a mostly empty backpack with something to drink in it. So like Amanda mentioned water, you know, I absolutely have to have, you know, something to drink and have a mostly empty backpack. And obviously the reason for the backpack is just because, you know, you might want to buy a couple of comics, you might want to buy, you know, all these other items and you want to be able to put those in the backpack. Now, I know a lot of times, you know, you can actually go, you know, around the sales floor and if you buy X amount of stuff, they give you some ridiculously retarded, you know, big ass bag that's like four feet tall by three feet wide. You know, but really, to me, those things aren't that practical. I mean, even when they give them away at comic book conventions like Comic-Con, you know, they're neat to have, but, like, they're completely impractical in terms of, like, what you actually would use them for. You make um, them into a dress. Yeah, I mean, you could. Or a like, jacket. No, people do that. Well, I know. I mean, you've shown me, like, where Nerdy Girly, like, converted her bag into some shit. They look mm-hmm. cool. They More look cool. More people than just her, though. I know, but that's the only one I've actually seen. I mean, Tony from... Crazy for Comic-Con made his jacket, like, a long time ago out of his bags. Oh. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you could probably do that, you know, that doesn't have to do with carrying the items. It's just, uh, you know, for me, I don't personally like to use those things to carry items because it's just so big and gaudy. Um, I'd rather just, like, fold up that bag and place it in my backpack along with any other items. Um, you know, I mean, I guess with the backpack, that could be, like, slash, you know, a poster tube. You know, which we have, you know, in case you get a poster, you know, you're not going to be able to put that in your backpack and it's going to, you know, dent it, you know, bend it up and make it look all nasty. So obviously the poster tube comes in handy. Um, you know, again, just, you know, things you are using as receptacles to carry other items. Um, now, as far as a third thing, this was something that, you know, came up more recently. Um, I... Uh, and I, I mean, I don't know if this really counts, so maybe I might even throw in a fourth thing. But um, my wallet uh, is a uh, like RFID, RFID resistant wallet. And so um, the reason I say that and the reason that's like, you know, item number one, which now I just use it like on an everyday basis, not just for cons, is because, you know, a lot of people that go to these conventions, they're very tech-savvy individuals, and unfortunately, you know, even among nerds, there are people that are dishonest and thieves. And so, when we were at Silicon Valley uh, Comic-Con in San Jose, um, several months back, um, you know, somebody managed to steal uh, my information um, off my card when I've never had any issues with anything like that ever happening before. And conveniently, it happened, like, the day after we showed up for that convention. And, like, you know, 
like thousands of dollars were charged under my name, you know, that weren't from me. People trying to buy a fucking iPhone on Apple, um, you know, trying to, you know, make thousand dollars in charges to, you know, clothing stores and all this kind of shit. And, you know, and, you know, and even tried to buy some stuff like at a convention using, uh, you know, the little, you know, little swipe square, uh, cards and stuff. And I was able to catch it, you know, pretty quickly and got it all canceled and got a new card. You know, but I was pretty certain that, you know, um, you know, some sort of RFID, you know, capture had been used, um, you know, to get my information because, like, I only have the one card and I, you know, I'm always watching, you know, people that swipe my stuff and, you know, so, I mean, it was somebody that was probably just walking by me and stole my information. So, um, I ended up buying a wallet for, like, 20, 25 bucks, um, you know, off the internet, uh, bought, like, a Columbia brand wallet. And, you know, I put all my cards in there and, uh, you know, it's RFID resistant. So now that shit won't happen to me. So, um, you know, I do recommend that, you know, people get those if they don't have them already, because it sucks, you know, when you find out that you're a victim of that and having to go through all the bullshit of having to cancel your stuff and, you know, having your credit tied up and, you know, or your money missing from your account and things like that. It's just not worth it. And, you know, it's a good peace of mind for $25. Um... Hand sanitizer, because I got, like, the stomach flu, or maybe food poisoning, I don't know, at that same convention. So, hand sanitizer, bring that. Yeah. It's always a good thing, so you don't have to pull over and barf for half an hour on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good one as well. I mean, you could just wash your hands in the, you know, bathroom, but, you, you know. know. how picky I am. Yeah. I, like... I'm a germ phobe. I wash my hands all the time. I still manage to pick up some nasty. So that's why I threw in the slash food poisoning. Because that first restaurant we went to was, the food was questionable. Well, you know, when you get sick, you know, it doesn't help that people like, you know, go out in public and they have like, you know, bubonic plague. And yeah, keep your damn Ebola to yourself. You know, they, I don't want it. They still show up in public because, you know, they just have to go to that panel and they're half dead and they're fucking coughing everywhere and they don't cough into their arm or you know anything like that they're just caught you know they don't cover their mouth like no manners and just kind of get every fucking buddy sick you see that shit all the time and it's like egregious like you just want to go up and slap those people i know they want to have fun too but it's just like man you're putting like you're gonna make so many people miserable and make so many people fucking sick with whatever you have unnecessarily because you're too selfish to just stay home. Um, yeah. You know, but I guess, you know, those those would be those would be my three things. Um, you know, I think, you know, those three things alone, you know, make, uh, make for a good con. I mean, I could list other things, but, you know, top three is, you know, good enough. You know, we could probably, you know, go into like a different segment related to conventions, kind of like along with like what we actually what we actually carry other than those things. But, um, you know, again, we're really excited to be going to Kamikaze this year. Um, I've never been, uh, Amanda's never been, she's actually been invited, uh, you know, through her blog before, but we are just never, never able to, uh, make it. But this year, um, we should be able to, it's just a matter of whether or not we're actually going to be attending every single day. Um, I think we might be able to just because it's so close to home. Uh, it, it'll probably work out to our advantage. And hopefully, um, we, you know, fingers crossed, you know, have every intention in the world of uh, meeting Stan Lee. Stan Lee is a fucking, you know, 
comic cartoon artist genius, you know, that's responsible for the creation of so many of our beloved uh, cartoon characters. And, you know, obviously he's not getting any younger. Um, he's no spring chicken. No, you know, he's been around the game for a long time. You know, there's a lot of people that have met him. They're like, oh, he's kind of rude. You know, whatever. It's like, what the fuck ever, man? This dude is Stan Lee. Like, I mean. Yeah, I, he doesn't want you to touch him because he doesn't want to die from your Ebola that you bring into the convention. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I have Ebola, but I have to meet Stan Lee. You know, I'll fucking, I'll show up in a bubble just so I don't get Stan Lee sick. You know, but, you know, I definitely, uh, you know, do we do plan on meeting Stan Lee. Um, that's going to be fucking great. I mean, just this past, uh, you know, just earlier, a couple months ago when we went to WonderCon, I got to meet Jim Lee, which was a uh, fucking amazing, nicest dude in the world. I followed his work for a really long time since elementary school. I still have a ton of, you know, cards that were drawn by him and comic books that I'd saved since, you know, I was in grade school. And to be able to meet this guy, you know, in person, uh, was incredible. So, you know, I, I hope I don't fucking get all like weird and nervous like I did uh you know with jim lee when i meet stanley because i've been totally cool like having met like celebrities in the past and been like super chill like no joke like i've met you know numerous celebrities in the past and been like totally cool and you know taking pictures with them you know oh nice to meet you you know love your work whatever and no big deal you know never got nervous with anybody but when i met jim lee i was like fucking half shaking and I couldn't take the picture right, and then I had to have Amanda go back and take a picture for me because I fucked it up. Uh, it was quite the ordeal. But, um, you know, I guess uh, that's uh, pretty much uh, wraps up episode 31. I think we might end up having to record like a lost episode 29. I actually got ahead of myself uh, the last time we recorded, and I was under the impression that we were going to be recording episode 30. And it turns out that should have been episode 29, and technically this should be episode 30, but, you know, what's done is done. We already fucking recorded it, so maybe we'll do, like, a lost episode. Oh, uh, we're past this number already. No, we've actually been on, like, a two-and-a-half-week hiatus or some shit like that, probably even longer. It's been been kind of a, been kind of a weird month, and we've been fucking super busy. Um, but, uh, you know, with that said, um, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be posting, you know, some of the stuff that we talked about on this podcast um on our twitter um it's uh at that con podcast um we'll be posting you know some of this stuff on our facebook page as well which is uh that conversationalist um you can uh listen to us on either soundcloud at uh that you know uh soundcloud slash uh that conversationalist or um check us out on uh itunes at uh, conversationalist um you can uh email us if you have any comments questions concerns whatever um at uh, that conversationalist at gmail.com um this is episode they say this episode 31 yeah. god damn i'm so tired this is episode 31 Thanks episode, for listening. Who knows, really? Yeah, who knows? I mean, technically, there's all kinds of episodes we've done because, like, Silicon Valley Comic Con, we technically made it one episode, even though it was three. So, technically, we're like 35 episodes in. Inception. 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 We're in an episode that's in an episode that's in another episode. We just watched the South Park episode that was like that. It was kind of funny. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, take care. And, um, till next time. 
Have a good night. Bye. Bye.